All right, welcome back to Menace Podman, your NBA and fantasy basketball podcast. I'm Scott Keller, along with Steve St. Pierre. Um, it is week, when I say week four of the NBA season, I just had to look that up and I still forgot in like 10 seconds here. Um, and yeah, and we got a lot of good stuff going on. Um, this one's a little bit late. Apologize for the, the daylight here. I'm mean, usually out on Thursdays. This one will be out here on a Friday. Um, but then again, we'll have another one coming up next week on Wednesday, right before Thanksgiving. So looking forward to that. Should be a good one. I'm just going to jump right in. No messing around and go right at the first things. Name on your paper, first thing. <laughs> you had something when you got there. No, that's it. I was just uh, <laughs> singing along. <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a great drop. It's a great song. I'm yep. glad we got it. It makes the show. But anyways, starting with some first things, um, I'm going to start with my boy, Tyrese Maxey. Um, he's got uh, his own foundation. Um, him along with uh, NBA Cares and the hashtag Season of Giving. Um, they hosted their second annual ho- holiday turkey giveaway, provided over a 1,000 Thanksgiving meals, complete with turkeys and produce to families facing uh, food insecurity in the Philadelphia area. So it's just a simple, awesome, our boy Tyrese Maxey. Like we, I think we talked about the foundation in the past episode, actually, real quick. Um, but he's just doing good things on and off the court. Obviously, he's doing amazing things on the court. He's becoming like my favorite player in the NBA. Yeah, he definitely <laughs> was. He definitely was one of mine. I feel like I jumped on it maybe right before everybody else did. But uh, I actually saw a sweet maxi. It's like a jersey hoodie on eBay. It's like 50 bucks. I want to buy it so bad. But um, now I'm afraid I like people are going to think I'm jumping on the bandwagon here too late. (laughs) But uh, I don't know. It's pretty sweet looking. If you go on eBay, search Tyrese Maxi hoodie. It's awesome. It's got like the numbers and it's a sweet looking Sixers uh, hoodie. But this is early. But is he your most improved player in the NBA this year so far? Who? Gosh, I I think I'd have to say yes. I I'd, I'd have to look at a list though and think can, about it. We can table that discussion for maybe next week. Yeah, it's it's really tough because to me he already was really really good. Like exactly, I, I know he made that leap now to like you know top 10 fantasy player right now right so he's sitting at six per game right now um, nine cat. i think another guy that comes off the top of my head would be scotty barnes um in the year he's been having so far i know he was what you know rookie of the year and all that good stuff and beating out our our guy but um i think he's probably i didn't expect him to have this big of a jump this year so this feels so familiar. It it feels so much like a fellow Tyrese, Tyrese Halliburton, and the jump that he made last year. Yep. Yep. It's eerily similar. You know, we kind of knew something was brewing. We just yep. didn't know how big of a jump it was going to be. And here we yep. are. We saw the De'Aaron Fox jumps, you know, last year. That was there. Yeah. Um, I think some I, I guess there's still more potential, obviously, it's so early in the year, but um uh, yeah, Anthony really. Edwards obviously is in that category. He's turning the corner into a whole different player, which is great. So, um, Scotty yeah. Barnes too. Yep, that's who I mentioned there at the beginning. Yep, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So, so yeah, um, all those guys probably potentially, if you look up the odds right now for uh, most improved, is probably probably there. But, uh, but yeah, no, love Maxi. I I actually traded him away on one of my teams to your brother um, early in the year. Just 
for reasons, but I have him on other teams, so <laughs> I, I wasn't going to completely get rid of him. I actually have him in my best ball league for DraftKings, who I'm in first place so far through four weeks, which is awesome. Um, but yeah, I'm getting Good so far off subject. But <laughs> anyways, Maxie's our That's boy. what we do. Great job, Maxie. We appreciate what you're doing and uh, helping out the community as always. Um, the other one I got is on my other... I got so many boys, I guess. But... Bam Adebayo. Bam Adebayo. <laughs> Miami Heat. I love my Miami Heat. Um, he actually has... I got to find my tab now. I've got 12 tabs open. Um, he's got a foundation... What is it called? Or he's uh, called Bam Books and Brotherhood. Triple B. I don't know really where... He comes up with that name or whatever, but basically it supports uh, uh, single mothers, basically, is who he's supporting. And basically it goes through uh, this organization. They host toy and food drives, youth clinics. Um, uh, the organization helped over 7,500 families to date, according to Forbes. Um, but yeah, it's, it's basically he grew up uh, in a single family with just his mother, um, basically. So he's out there supporting other, you know, single parent, households um and doing it through this uh foundation so pretty cool and hats off tip of that cap to him as well yet another classy move yep can't do enough of good things that's my favorite part of the show actually right at the beginning here yep. but uh anyways so those are the two first things um that was pretty quick but uh i got a few other just random things we wanted to talk about real quick um actually i'm gonna do this one too uh Canada. I I got a weird email from NBA.com. I think it was like two weeks ago, and they literally set up like a NBA Canada site. It was I don't know what the name of it is, but it's basically just showcasing Canadian players, and you can buy and you know Canadian NBA players gear just through this one website. So they're targeting Canada with hmm. like crazy. Our neighbors to the north there, and uh, I never really thought about it because you know they had the NBA Canada series. Um, when was that preseason? This preseason, they had some Canadian games. Yep. Um, yep. So yeah, I guess they're you know targeting Canada very well. They got great stars, especially you know two Kentucky stars that are from Canada, and mm -hmm. SGA and Jamal Murray. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I just thought it was cool. It was worth a mention. I I think yeah. I don't think I've seen the NBA do anything like that. Really, you know, just target uh, you know Canadian market. It makes a ton of sense, though, because, I mean, we saw their national team and the success that they've had, you yep. know, their, yep, exactly. their team right now, you could argue, is just as good as USA's. I mean, you know, we'll have to see who all winds up playing for, you know, Team USA, and it does sound like they're going to get a lot of the a lot of the veteran guys that really weren't um, part of this past summer's, you know, games and stuff. But, yeah, it, they've got a really good team. they got a really good, you know, kind of program that's, continuing to grow and you know the game as a whole is just getting more and more popular in canada you know and i think people are really catching on and i i think it's you know i think the nba is realizing you know they've got something that they can build on here and um yeah make yeah. a little more money for everybody <laughs> speaking of shay did you see that uh skims commercial <laughs> shay for nba <laughs> i did not but i think i read something about it or heard about it or something got some kind of you know i guess some type of partnership or affiliation going on but i i mean i know all nba players are pretty ripped right they you know they take time out in gym but uh i, I guess shay just didn't appear to me to be as uh 
yoked as he is. <laughs> well, Shay's one of those, you know, fashionable guys. You know, he, he yeah. likes to wear a lot of flashy stuff before games. Yep. So I'm not too surprised by that, but yeah, I guess good for him. <laughs> yeah. No, a little jealous. I wish I wish I looked that good. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> oh man. I wish I I was looking right at the drop. I was I totally ready for it. Man. <laughs> I would touch you right now if I could through the mic. That's the one I was looking for. I didn't know which one you were talking about. That's probably the best one. Yeah. That's the one. Yep. That is the one. But uh, anyway, so that's a little bit of Shea stuff there. Um, Let's see what else did I want to talk about real quick off the top here. Oh, we mentioned in the last, I know he's in a later part of this uh, episode. You'll mention him as well. But Dylan Brooks, we mentioned him being a little a-hole. And right before we recorded last time. Another Canadian. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Sticking <laughs> on the. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> Just start singing the Canadian national anthem right now. Um, but uh, yeah, we, we kind of made a little call there because he was on the rise there in the early fantasy uh, goings here in the first couple of weeks. And I don't I can't remember where he's ranked. Wasn't he like top 50 or something like per game? Yeah, it was like 40 something. Yeah. So he was up there and we're like, there's no way that's going to last. And they were playing the Lakers the day after that we uh, um, went out there uh, after we recorded last week. And I was like, he's going to get shut down. He's absolutely going to get shut down. And they had a little, I remember seeing all over Twitter and stuff. There was a picture of LeBron and uh, Brooks right before the game started. And they're just like staring (laughs) at each other. It was stupid. I'm like, is this real? Is this just fake stuff? Um but anyways, the Lakers got blown out that game, so it probably skews these numbers a little bit. But yeah. Dylan Brooks played 25 minutes. He was two for six, um, five points, two turnovers, four boards, and assists. So, And like you mentioned off air, after that, even the, actually the game before in Sacramento, he did the same thing. Um, wasn't mm-hmm. really there, um, but that was a blowout as well. Um, but the, the the so four games in a row, he hasn't really done much, which is – what we expected yeah he's been a great fit for them in real life you know he's brought all kinds of you know leadership and you know a, a, a change of mentality on the defensive end but in terms of fantasy and in terms of the numbers he's starting to go back to kind of what he's been which is very irrelevant so um we'll get into that a little bit later but yeah i mean we called it and we and a lot of it too is they are starting to get some guys back you know we mentioned tari eason how he's come back now um, you know, slowly but surely more of these younger players are going to take on bigger roles on that team and, you know, the usage and stuff's all going to drop. And yeah, like we said, yeah. he's going to go back to being just kind of a role player. And, you know, again, in terms of fantasy, just somebody that you're not going to probably want to roster. So, yeah, I was going to say, as far as, uh, Houston's concerned while we're talking about Houston right now too it goes the other way also there was also a really good soundbite I saw from Jabari Smith Jr. I think this is from last night um and a reporter you know some beat guy was uh, asking him how he felt about not closing out games and uh uh Yudoka used Jeff Green instead of Jabari Smith Jr. to close out yeah. the game um Uncle he Jeff had, he's been awesome yeah he has been good and but he had a really good quote he was basically saying you know Jeff Green's an NBA champion he's been in the league 17 years he was 17 I think um and like he's like I'm here to learn and he goes I could care less he goes we're winning and that's exactly what's that Houston's won their last what six games I think so yeah and that's awesome that's that's what you want if you've got young players you know you want them to kind of buy into that so yeah they're 
you know, we talked a lot about how controversial that Udoka hiring was, but I mean, he's doing exactly what he did in, in Boston and these players are buying into it. So, I mean, so far so good. It's early, but yeah, man, it's working. Nope. Completely agreed. Um, let's see real quick. While we're on the subject of rockets, I'm going to keep that going. We're going to go to the moon here with that. Just a real quick <laughs> schedule update. I'm just going to squeeze it right in on this, this opportunity right here this week. You're probably dealing, we talked about it last week. You're dealing with Pacers, Rockets, and Clippers, all with two games this week. Um, obviously, we'll have some other suggestions of streams and ads here uh, later in the show that you might be able to use here in the second half of the week. Um, and then if you're looking ahead to next week here in week five of the NBA season, you're looking at Dallas Mavericks and Oklahoma City Thunder with only two games next week. Rockets and Pacers both go three games next week, three games the following week, and two games the week after that. Of course, that's the week where every team plays two games. But just, yeah, uh, a lot fewer games for those two teams. Uh, the Clippers, on the other hand, after this upcoming week, the next two weeks, they go four games each. So. Nope. Just so, wanted to add that little wrinkle to, to it. Gotta gotta look to the future, I guess. But yeah. <laughs> it all evens out. It all evens yeah. out. But it's crazy. Um, so that's your little schedule update. And then just two other things here before we hit the break and then get into all the again, I always use the word plethora because it seems that you always have a million <laughs> news and notes and you do, which is and good. It just that's, keeps growing every yeah, week. Yeah. Keeps us busy. <laughs> Yep, exactly. That's what she said. Um, so <laughs> if we go <laughs> um, on to the next thing, uh, in-season tournament, I guess I just had a couple thoughts on that. Obviously, we had thoughts before the season even started, and we're like, this sounds kind of stupid, but whatever. You know, do whatever you want. It's not like it hurts it. Um, not like it hurts the game, I don't think. so. Um, but I, I guess the only observations I have is I actually went, I finally made it to a, a game um, on Tuesday yeah. of this week, this past Tuesday, I went to the Pistons Hawks game. Um, and that was an in-season tournament game. Mm -hmm. They had their court, whatever the, the Pistons one, they got the, the orange and black colors going on, the old bad boys type colors. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, that, I don't, the court, I, I don't know. I think the Detroit one, I guess in my personal opinion, wasn't so flashy. It wasn't really out there. Yeah. So I, I didn't mind it. I thought it was, tame but different i, I agree still thought it i still thought it looked kind of cheap i think the, <laughs> the stupid <laughs> trophy in the middle and the uh just the way the the script of some of the stuff is written out for these these different jerseys is just looks yeah cool. and every team's doing it yeah this looks kind of chintzy to me but um i had actually read an article today talking about how this thing kind of came about and how they were talking about uh, what they would do and you know adam silver's whole idea of how he's like oh yeah i want the same like template of a court for every you know team and they had so much time to develop it and they're like oh are we gonna be able to do this and he's like i want it to be basically obnoxious um and take the you know no wood color we just want to paint the entire floor and that's exactly what they did and i i don't know i don't know if there was any that were cool <laughs> i think they were all pretty hideous looking they are they're they're they definitely stand out but i think that's what it is they want people who are at the bar and stuff to to look up at their screen and know oh okay this is not only an nba game on right now it's an in-season tournament game sure you know and they're trying to really make it stand out and, and make it a big deal and they want people tuning in and they you know 
want to grab your attention any way that they can. So especially year one, you know, they really want to put this out there. They don't want it to go under the radar. They want it to be noticed. They want people talking about it. You know, they probably love the fact that guys like us are, you know, sitting on our podcast, describing it in detail. This is true. They're showing it all over, you know, ESPN and, you know, all the other sports networks, you know, highlights and stuff, you know, people are watching their highlight reels. And they're seeing these courts. So, I mean, it definitely stands out. People know what's going on. And, yeah, it it works, you know, yeah. in terms of business. I guess I can't say as far as, like, college football and stuff, when you, like, back in the, well, they still do, but, like, Boise State always has that, that blue field, right? And you always remember it. You always talk about it. So, I guess maybe that's what they're going with. However, I still think there should have been some type of better design. It's just, it just looks so cheaply thrown together and they're just like, Hey, let's use this design. This is what we're going to do and use a few obnoxious colors that pertain to the team. But, um, and we're not the only ones who feel this way. I mean, players themselves have come out and commented on it and, you know, we got some pretty good comments and quotes that we found ourselves too. Yeah. I was going to say you, you mentioned the, uh, the Najee Marshall quote, which I just lost here. Heck is it? I don't even know where it was. I've got it. Okay, good. I'm going to leave All it right. up to you. <laughs> okay. Cause I don't, for anybody who hasn't seen it, the Pelicans, their court is like purple and like a neon kind of greenish yeah, in the neon center. Green middle, like Seattle Seahawks green. <laughs> yeah. And somebody, a reporter or something asked Najee Marshall about it. And he said, I've seen it. It's pretty cool. It reminds me of Barney. I used to love Barney, but it's cool though. For real. I like the black jerseys. It's something new. I've never played on a color floor in my life. That was one thing I thought too going into this. I was like, if I played on a color floor, I'm pretty sure it would be distracting, right? Like, I mean, wouldn't it change? I thought it would change the way the players play. But I guess these guys are pros, right? It doesn't really matter. They're just looking at a basket and playing. Yeah, and we already had the discussion about jerseys. You know, these are just another thing that, you know, yeah. in my opinion, we've gone way too far with the jerseys. One other thing we didn't mention during that last conversation, the different holiday jerseys and stuff. I know like for – Christmas and for like MLK day, they have different jerseys for that too. And I just, I think it gets to be too much, man. Like I understand again, and it's kind of the same concept. Like they want these games to stand out. They want people to look up at their TV screens and see these jerseys and understand what's going on and, and you know, what's happening right there and then. But um, yeah, I just, I still think it's just too much. And as a fan, like I'm definitely not going out and buying these jerseys that they're only going to wear one time or whatever. Um, it was funny though, even with the Detroit jerseys, like I was like, ah, these are ugly. I kept seeing them, um, you know, watched it on TV. And, but then when I actually went to little Caesars arena and saw the Jersey, people were buying them, wearing them. So it's working, obviously. That's um, the shit. Yeah. That they are, they're buying it. I think the the games, I think people are tuning into it. I think it's generating interest and it's, pretty amazing because you know the whole thing has been you know for years the nba doesn't want to step on the nfl's toes well they kind of are now because yeah. you know this season tournament yeah, yeah i mean instead of just showing football 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 now they're seeing these games and again if you're watching sports center or anything else you're seeing these games you're seeing the highlights and you're seeing the courts you know and then it's it's generating interest and then people are tuning into the games they're getting league pass they're watching all the games they're buying the jerseys. They're buying the t-shirts, you know, all the apparel. It's working. Yeah. No, it's nuts. 
the networks are paying top dollars so that they can show the games, they can air them and, you know, they get the rights to do that. It's all, you know, it's all about, it's all about the money and, you know, generating that interest. Yeah. Oh yeah. Now speaking of the game, I went to, I'll I'll tell you two highlights from that one. Asar Thompson. He is a stud and he literally. Who wants to be on a poster? (laughs) He put Clint Capella on a poster. Uh, he just threw that. I think it was like that number one play of the day and whatnot. It was. It was. Who did over. you say that that was? Oh, yes. Whoa, whoa, hold me now. <laughs> oh, sorry, Thompson. But yeah. Um, yes, sir. No, it was great. Some somebody fell over in the corner. I think it was, and maybe DeAndre Hunter or something like that. Um, and he just, you could see him coming down the sideline. Kate had the ball, and I was like, oh, he's giving it to him. But then, right when he got about just past the timeline uh you knew he was gonna throw it down on somebody you just didn't know who it was at that point and yeah he threw it down pretty hard it was pretty awesome but uh sweet dunk there and then also there was a so go look that up if you haven't seen it it's pretty awesome and then also Jaden ivy had a shot i think it was in the second quarter or so three point shot if this thing toilet bowled around the rim probably three and a half four times before it actually went down <laughs> it came up and down like back and forth it was nuts and we, everybody was just sitting there and we were like oh, oh. It was, it was, like, you could feel it in the stadium and even the players yeah. were just sitting Those there the staring best. yeah it was it was funny but uh you can find that too i, I saw that somewhere too out on i think twitter but yeah it was jade Ivy. Anyways, the last thing here before the break, uh, obviously in the news a lot. I didn't want to talk about it too much, but we have talked about Draymond Green in the past a little bit. Yeah, um, I had talked about how I actually kind of liked him because he speaks his mind, and I do appreciate that about him. I actually, I think that's awesome. I, I mean, he he just doesn't care, um, and that's fine. He's Spartan's just legend. Yep, Spartan legend. That's the one. <laughs> and uh, yeah, no, but I guess all I can say about the situation now is, I mean, he's got all these physical altercations that have been going on. They've been going on forever. You can go on Twitter X right now and somebody's made a mixtape of all the physical altercations <laughs> he's gotten on, yeah. gotten into over the, you know, the last years. Um, I, I guess the only thing I can say is I do. I like him talking. I like him being that, that guy on the court. We saw, I just saw him. Who the heck was he talking? He was uh, Anthony Edwards just the other day. He was, yeah. John with him, and, then, too. and yeah. then Edwards shut him up, uh, you know, with his play, which is fine. I'm okay with that. You can talk all you want on the court. You can do the Pat Bev stuff. You can talk all you want. I don't care. Yeah. I, I think it's it's great if you want to do that, if that's who you are. And you get into the physical stuff, it's, uh, I no other word, but it's fucking stupid. <laughs> it's fucking ridiculous what he keeps doing, keeps kicking people, hitting people. And when you watch the mixtape thing, you realize you're like, Oh, I forgot about that one. I forgot about that one. He's yeah. like, falls down on Michael Porter Jr. Like, all this shit, like in the past. And uh, it's really annoying. And I don't, I don't know why he does it. I don't know why he gets away with it. Um, and then he talks and complains about how he gets treated differently by the officials and, and the NBA and all that stuff. So I think the only reason why he's been able to continue doing it is because of their success, because of the fact that they've won all these championships, yeah. if it wasn't for that, he might not even still be in the league. Um, I don't know that teams and, um, you know, front offices and stuff, I don't think anybody would put up with it if it wasn't translating to wins and championships. So, um, and we've talked about how guys like Draymond and Pat Bev, you know, they've done what, and Dylan Brooks, they've done what they need to do to stay in the league, to to make it 
and to stay. And, you know, it, it, I agree with you. You know, I, I think I, as a fan, I want to see basketball. If I wanted to see wrestling, I would watch wrestling. You know, I think mm-hmm. <laughs> some of this stuff just gets to be too much. You know, we talk all the time and we joke about it, you know, how guys are hitting and kicking each other in the nuts and stuff like that. But I mean, it, it it's too much. But I mean, at the same time, some of these guys, that's what they got to do to survive in the league. And, you know, these players make a lot of money. And, you know, if they weren't playing ball, I don't know what they'd be doing with their lives. So um, it's worked for them. And we're going to continue to see it from those type of players. But, you know, hopefully they'll continue to just clean it up. And, uh, yeah, go from there. Yep. I want to give also a shout out to uh, somebody I've talked about in the past who I love, Isabel Harrison, WNBA player. She actually yeah. retweeted out the uh, from Barstool Sports when they put out the the loop of the mixtape of dirty plays over the years. Um, and she just retweeted and said, it's really not funny anymore. Dot, dot, dot. So, um, yeah, that sums it up perfectly right there. Yep. So I appreciate her putting that out there. Um yeah, no. Hopefully, I don't know. He's got to. He's got to stop it. But I, I always wonder too how this impacts his. Uh, you know, obviously his resume speaks for itself. Where he's probably a shoe and Hall of Famer, right? Even with his yeah. lower offensive production, he's a Defensive Player of the Years and championships and all that stuff. Um, and what he I, does with the ball, facilitating, running the offense, all that stuff. Yeah. I mean, it, yeah. you can't you can't go without saying it. So yeah, but I mean, jeez. You go back to last year with him decking Jordan Poole. Like, the dude's got issues of the Sabonis stuff. Yep. Um, he's had run-ins with Steven Adams all the time. Um, yep. Like it, The list is endless, and it's, and it's unbelievable that he continues. Um, yeah, and this latest one that he did with Rudy Gobert, putting him in the chokehold and stuff. Gobert was just trying to break things up. Like, he just runs over if you watch the replay or anything. Yep. He's just yeah. running over trying to break it up, and I can relate to that. I was in a situation like that not too long ago, and I wasn't put in a headlock, but I could have been. Um, yeah, it's it's just not right, and, you know, it's it's not fair. And, I mean, he got a five-game suspension. We'll, we'll talk about that more here in a little bit. But, uh, yeah, after, after a while, you know, regardless of how successful that team has been, you know, eventually enough's going to be enough. They're not going to let him come back. Nope. I completely agree. I was trying to find my no man no and I can't find it. Man. What the heck is it? Nonetheless. Oh, there it is. It's no buried. man no. It's buried amongst all the great drops we have now. I've got so many. It's so hard to dissect all these, but I try to do my best. Anyways, so I think that covers all just the, uh, you know, kind of newsy, uh, non fantasy related in a way stuff. Um, we'll take a break here real quick and we'll come back and we'll start diving into your news, nor- notes, transactions, injuries, talk about some ads, some drops, some streams, some stashes, all that stuff coming up after the break. Hey, it's Scott from Menace Podman. And if you love sports and you're a somewhat low-key gambling degenerate like I am, you should definitely check out outlier.bet. Uh, They have a super easy-to-use platform um, supported on both mobile and desktop sites, um, and it really allows you to crunch the numbers and make you get some confidence in the bets that you're making. 
Um, you can do multiple things um, on Outlier. Uh, you can explore across multiple markets. Uh, you can get suggestions on and curated picks. Um, you can analyze trends, matchup data, line movement. And my favorite feature, um, Outlier is integrated with multiple betting sites. So you can seamlessly transfer your picks to automatically fill out your bet slips um, with just as easy as two clicks. Um, so there's a link directly in the show notes to Outlier. You should check them out. Um, click on the link, go to the site, sign up, get a free seven-day trial of Outlier, and go win some money. All right, welcome back. As mentioned, uh, the before, mentioned, before the break here, we're going to hop into it, everything you have. I'll, I won't say what it is again, but I'm going to throw it to you. Let's, let's get it started. Let's get right in. Um, we're going to start again with the Phoenix Suns. We've been talking about these guys pretty much nonstop since the season started. Uh, Devin Booker, um, strain right calf. Um, he finally returned November 15th, so yesterday. Uh, played 26 minutes, had 31 points, four rebounds, five assists, and a couple three-pointers. So um, he's been great whenever he has played, which has been minimal. Uh, but here's to hoping that he finally can stay healthy and stay on the court and not have any setbacks. Um, speaking of setbacks, his teammate, Bradley Beal, um, he's day-to-day right now. He's had the back injury. Um, he's had a flare-up. He came back, but... Um, you know, we mentioned last week that he was coming back, but he's still having some flare ups. So, um, he's on the day to day list right wait. now. Wait, 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 Yeah. We're just going to have to keep waiting to finally see the big three together on the court. We haven't seen it at all this season yet. Yeah. So, um, no, it's got to stay patient there. Yeah. Who he doesn't suck for is Grayson Allen though. He's yeah. actually been tearing yeah. it up. So Grayson Allen, Eric Gordon, you know, guys like that. You know, yeah. we'll have to kind of see what happens here. Um, De'Aaron Fox, Sacramento Kings, he's got a sprained right ankle, um, but or he did have a sprained right ankle, but he did return uh, November 13th and looks pretty good. Um, I think he's going to be fine. Hopefully no setbacks there. Um, you know, I just have to kind of keep an eye on him. But I say I couldn't believe how different a team they are without him in the lineup. Like, yeah, no question. They, they I, I don't know. MVP odds and things like that right now. I'm sure Jason Tatum and guys like that are up on the top, but I don't know anybody right now who's more more valuable to their team than De'Aaron Fox. Yeah, for sure. Um, we're gonna go over to the Miami Heat now. Um, we've got a one in one out situation here. We'll start with Tyler. One in one out. <laughs> we'll start with Tyler Hero. He's got a sprained right ankle. He's gonna be reevaluated in a few weeks. So sounds like he's gonna be out for quite a while. Um, but Caleb Martin is set to come back. He's been dealing with an injured left knee. Um, he is returning tonight, Thursday, November 16th. So, um, he's a guy that I had stashed on my IL. I'm plugging him into my lineup. I don't know what kind of role he's going to have. Um, I'm assuming he'll come off the bench. I'm assuming he'll get minutes probably in like the twenties, but that team we've talked about how they just don't have any depth. And they're going to need him. And he was a big part of their team last year. Um, I like him. So I'm plugging him into my lineup tonight. I'm going to take a look. And, you know, if he plays well, I'll keep him. If not, I'll use him as more of like an ad drop, you know, kind of streaming option. But um, I'd say as much as I hate hearing Tyler Hero being out because I love him. Also, I just made a trade with uh, 
uh, Trader Pat. Yeah, we talked about it last week. Trader Pat. Um, yeah, I just made a trade with him to get Tyler Hero. Uh, I do. I'm a big Tyler Hero fan. Um, but I can tell you, as much as I hate seeing Tyler Hero out, I love getting to watch more minutes of my boy Jaime Hawkins. Yeah, and he's looked really good. Um, yeah, that whole team, you know, it's just going to kind of, you know, watch the injury report. Um, they're still starting Kyle Lowry, but the other night they only played him like 15 minutes and we've been saying it's only a matter of time before something happens to him. Um, whether it's an injury or just being taken out of the lineup, uh, we've already seen it with Kevin Love. Um, he went from starting to being completely out of the rotation despite the lack of depth that they have right now. So, um, they definitely need to make a trade. They got to figure something out or, or get some kind of way to sign a free agent or two. They got to change something up. Um, but you know, we'll have to see what happens. Um, we've got another kind of one in one out. This is a two in two out situation here. The Brooklyn Nets. We've got a one in one out. <laughs> we've got. We've got Nick Claxton and Cam Johnson, who we've been talking about nonstop. Uh, Claxton had the sprained left ankle, and Johnson had the strained left calf. Claxton returned November 12th, and Johnson returned on November 10th. They've both looked pretty solid. I think they're going to continue ramping things up. But unfortunately, Cam Thomas, who's been awesome so far this year, and we mentioned him as like a waiver wire pickup guy, um, he has a sprained left ankle. He's out approximately two weeks. And then this one, we called it Ben Simmons. Um, He's dealing with nerve impingement right now. He's out indefinitely. And dude, we, we said it all summer and everything. It's just only a matter of time before this guy finds a way to get out of the lineup. You just can't trust him. And like, I feel for him because we said this, so, you know, in the off season, you know, he probably loves playing basketball. I mean, what professional wouldn't, you know, I mean, some of these guys, you never know, but I'd like to think and hope that he truly loves the game and wants to play, but I don't know, man. It's just, he just can't seem to stay on the court and I just don't ever trust him. I don't really like his fantasy game anyways. He's more of a punt kind of guy because of the free throws and the lack of threes and all that stuff. Um, Points. Yeah. Inefficiency. (laughs) You just can't count on him. And yeah, he just doesn't stay on the court enough to do anything consistently. Even the things that he's good at, He's not, you can't rely on him. So yeah. I think the only thing he's good for right now for me would be as if you're in some tight matchup head to head and you have a last day and he was actually playing, right? And you were down in assists and rebounds. <laughs> you know, you just needed some of them. Sadly, but, his biggest value is his roster spot because now you can throw him in your IL or just flat out cut him and yep. you can use that open roster spot to pick up a hot free agent or stream. Completely true. Um, here's another fucked up situation here. <laughs> Kelly Oubre Jr. has a fractured rib because he was hit by a car. Yeah. And he's out indefinitely. Do we know anything about that story? Like um they came out today and said that they're reviewing footage and they can't find a lot of footage of the accident. So um when when it initially came out, they said he was going to miss a ton of time. And now they're saying he could be back as soon as the end of this month. So um Hopefully that's a a good sign. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's just a crazy situation. I, yeah, I feel no. for him. This really guy's right. been through a lot. We talked about how nobody wanted him 
in the yeah. off season. He yeah. had to take a veterans minimum deal uh, and basically make the team. And he went from that to starting uh, relatively quickly for the Sixers. Yeah. Um, so it's a, and yeah. Like and he's, and he's been great, you know, per game. Oh yeah. He's been, uh, he's been fantastic. So yeah. Um, you know, definitely... I can't believe how efficient he had been this year after, I mean, I always watched him. I put bets on him all the time with yeah. him in Charlotte and he would just, yep. you know, jack up threes all day. And yeah. It's very inefficient. Yeah. We talked all about it. So um, yeah, here's to hoping it for a speedy recovery, but you know, like you said, we still got to wait and get all the news on this and, and get all the facts straight. Um, but hopefully yeah, the, the fact that, like you just said, I'm reading a quote now. Yeah, it says the police department currently does not have any video or photographic evidence that depicts this collision. Something's fishy. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So we'll have to see how this plays out here. Um, switching over to Toronto, the Raptors, OG Ananobi. He's dealing right now with a right finger laceration. Apparently he cut his finger doing chores. Um, pretty <laughs> crazy, man. It reminds me of... Uh, Jules who was it? <laughs> yeah, that. And uh, who was the guy last year in the NBA that was like watering plants? Was that Jalen Brown? Yeah. He hurt yeah, himself yeah. like watering flowers yeah, or something? Yeah, that was Jalen Brown, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, so I, it made me think of that right away. But uh, yeah, so he's expected <laughs> to miss his third straight game. And um, yeah, it's just uh, he doesn't want to do chores anymore at home. So, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, come on, hire somebody or do what you got to do. Um, Gary Trent Jr., he's got a right foot plantar. Well, he's dealing with right foot plantar fasciitis. Um, he yeah. has missed three straight games, but he did return to practice. So hopefully that means he's making his way back. Um, you know, we'll have to kind of wait and see. Obviously, if OG's out and Trent's in, Trent's going to have a lot of value. But, um, you know, we'll see if Trent makes it back to the lineup. Yep. Uh, the Pistons are also dealing with multiple injuries again. Um, Jalen Duran has a sore right ankle. He's going to miss his third straight game. Uh, but we had somebody come back. Our boy, Alec Burks, yep, he uh, was dealing with the left forearm contusion, but he did return November 12th. And again, he's looked awesome ever yeah. since he's come back. He, he hasn't missed a beat. So, and he's, yeah, we, jinxed a shot. we jinxed him and then we jinxed the jinx and then he came right back. Exactly. So nice. here's to hoping that he's good to go. And again, in terms of fantasy, he's a pickup. He's a hold. Um, they're talking about making a change to the starting lineup. I think there's a good chance that he gets in the starting five. I think they're looking to spread the floor a little bit more. Uh, Cade Cunningham's basically leading the league in turnovers. He's been very, very sloppy. Um, the offense has been really, really congested because they just don't have anybody on that team that can shoot. So they're trying to space the floor. Burks is the one guy who's been consistently hitting shots, especially from the perimeter. So yeah. he's been huge for them. We talked all about how they could trade him at any time, but if they're trying to compete and trying to win games, they're going to need him. So uh, this is true. Yeah, hopefully Knox, he can. Knox has looked okay since his return. To... I'm sure he's. Yes, in he has. Too, and we actually, called that but... last week. Yeah, yeah we yeah. said anybody right now who's healthy is going to have a chance to be a factor in fantasy basketball. So keep an eye on the Pistons injury report and use them accordingly. Um, Portland trailblazers. Uh, and we've talked about some of these already. Um, unfortunately, Robert Williams, the third, we mentioned last, last week that he was having knee surgery um, or was going to, you know, review kind of his options. Um, he did have season ending in um, knee surgery. So he's obviously done for the year. And we kind of called that 
Um, Scoot Henderson, he's got a sprained right ankle. He's out at least two more weeks. So that sucks. And the guy that we said was a must pickup for him, Malcolm Brogdon, he's dealing with a strained left hamstring. He's missed three straight games and continues to be day to day. Um, we're going to get into ads here and we've got some more news information, but Skylar Mays, we'll get to him in a little bit here. Um, we mentioned Draymond. We already talked about that. Draymond Green, he's suspended. He is out for five games. Uh, we already talked about how the Warriors don't have any big men. So Kavon Looney, if he's available yeah. in any leagues, he's a pickup. It's, and then Sarich has been with starting, um, I think, recently. Yes. In that power forward position. And he's, yes, he and he's looked re- Yeah, he's yep. looked pretty solid. So, you know, he's definitely a stream at the least. And, and if he continues to play well, I'd, I'd say just hold him. I agree. Yep. Uh, Devin Vassell, this guy, he's been in and out of the lineup. He's got a strain left groin. He returned November 8th, but he's going to miss uh, tomorrow, Friday, November 17th. So hopefully it's just a load management, load management type of situation. I know they've got like three games in the next four days or something like that. So hopefully it's just kind of a load management thing. We'll have to see. But, you know, again, we've talked all about it with the Spurs. That's what they do. They're going to continue to do it. You know, they're not a team that's looking to compete this year. So they're just developing their players. They're going to take it easy on those guys and, you know, just be prepared for that if you own any of them, including Victor. Uh, Jamal Murray, he's dealing with a strained right hamstring. Um, He's now expected to miss the rest of this month. So that sucks. We talked last week about Reggie Jackson. Golden Nuggets. (laughs) Uh, Reggie Jackson, he's been up and down. I think he's a hold in fantasy just because of the minutes and the role. Uh, they don't really have anybody behind him. So I like him. I think he's kind of a low end hold in fantasy um, or a guy yeah. that you can use in DFS. Relatively cheap option. Just somebody to keep in mind, especially if you're looking for guard depth and stuff like that. Yeah, I picked him up immediately. And also, I think it sounds, it might sound a little stupid, but I think they're, they're not, without Jamal Murray, they're, it's another very important guy, right? And you can tell how important he is. They're yeah. not blow, they're not blowing teams out anymore, too. So no. you're get, like you were just talking about more minutes, but you're also getting more minutes as a you know in a game of of starters playing um, as these games are a little bit closer too. Yep, for sure. And here's another guy that just can't seem to stay healthy. Markel Fultz. He's dealing with left knee tendonitis. He returned November 9th, but has otherwise been out. So kind of like Devin Booker, like he came back for one game. And then went back out again. Yeah, so, Bradley Beal did the same thing. Yeah. So, um, or maybe he was two games. But yeah, um, Fultz is just somebody I I like him, and I and we talked all about the importance of point guards in fantasy. But he's a guy that like if you're struggling, if you if you only have a couple of IL spots or something, you're running out of room. I mean, he might just be a flat out cut. You know, Orlando, their whole roster is so messed up. Um, yeah, I guess one bright spot would be Jalen Suggs, though he's looked. Oh, Suggs has looked good. great. Um, you mentioned Black. Yep. Uh, yep. You know, the rookie, he's been starting he and, and looking deep, pretty deep, decent. sleeper just because of the Orlando situation. So. Yep. Cole Anthony's been in and out of the lineup. And, you know, um, in terms of the rotation, in terms of his individual minutes and his production has been up and down. But he's a guy you could definitely look at in DFS and for streaming um, until we find out what's going on with Fultz. Is he going to come back and stay back or is he going to be out? Yeah. You know, we don't really know, so we'll just have to kind of wait and see. 
Uh, Miles Bridges. Hmm. We talked all about him. He's been suspended. We won't get into the specifics there. We've kind of no man, no. <laughs> but he is officially returning tomorrow night, Friday, November seventeenth. And if you have him in fantasy, you know as much as we've talked about how morally it might be kind of a a gutsy move. Um, they're going to need him. Uh, we're going to get into the day to day list here, but a couple guys on the Hornets right now are dealing with some injuries. And so they're saying they're going to put bridges out there. They're going to throw them out there and use them. So I think he's going to get pretty decent minutes right off the get go. So if you have them, um, I'd say just go ahead and activate them and let's see what happens here. Let's see how he looks. Um, yeah, no, unfortunately I agree. And actually um, I even looked to see if he was, I think he actually is in one of my leagues. He's available right now. I don't think he's on a roster. I thought about picking him up and throwing him on the, you know, if I had an IL spot, but I didn't have an IL spot available to put him on. So. Well, if you have an active spot, he might be worth picking up and just throwing right into your active lineup. But, you know, we'll have to kind of see. Um, let's go ahead and get into the day-to-day list here. It's pretty extensive. Uh, yep. We've got Joel Embiid, Steph Curry, LeBron James, Kyrie Irving, Chris Depps Porzingis, DeMar DeRozan, Gordon Hayward, RJ Barrett, Jalen Brown, Giannis Antetokounmpo, Nicholas Batum, Keldon Johnson, Marcus Smart, Darius Garland, who came back but is now day-to-day again, um, Brandon Miller, also on the Hornets, and Bradley Beal, who we mentioned. So, um, again, just kind of reiterating with the Hornets right now. So, you know, Hayward, uh, Brandon Miller, um, they've still got Terry Rozier who's out right now. So they're running out of options and yeah. I think, uh, they're going to need bridges to play. Um, he might not start, but I think they're going to play him 25 plus minutes right off the get go. So, yeah, I think it's a perfect storm, um, obviously for him to make his return right now. Um, and it might be very obviously beneficial to people who have him um, on their team and activate them or pick them up. Um, I think there's, this is going a little off subject though, um, but you talked about the Golden State injuries and stuff too, uh, yeah. or then suspensions. Um, where the hell? Oh man, I just completely went blank where I was going with this. Um, oh, Andrew Wiggins. That's where I was going. Yeah. It's been absolutely awful, but I think this might be a blessing in disguise for him that these guys are out and he's going yes. to be between Wiggins and Clay Thompson. I think that's your main two scorers now, right? Um, yeah. And maybe. <laughs> our our guy as we looked up how to pronounce his name <laughs> Pojemski yeah um, he's an option as well but I'm sure you, we we're going to talk about him too coming yeah. up yeah um it, that's a great point about Wiggins that's a fantastic point you know that's a definite like buy low or if you have him you know now's the time to kind of let's see what he can do here they're going to need him so yep. um yeah this is his time to shine he's had a real slow start so you're right. This is this could be a blessing in disguise for him. Get him going, get him in a groove, and get him back to playing like he did a year ago. If you remember, he was out of the lineup for a long, long time dealing with personal stuff. He came back right in time for them to go on that huge run in the playoffs. They beat the Kings in that seven-game series, and he was a big part of all of that. So um, they know that they need him, and he needs to get out of this funk. Now is a perfect time for him to try to do that. So that was a great point. Um, we got the funk. <laughs> we got the funk. Okay. No. Uh, let's go ahead and get into uh, some transactions here. And I'm going to start with the aforementioned Skylar Mays. Uh, yes. The Blazers converted him from a two-way to a standard contract. 
And the timing couldn't have been better because, like we said, they are running out of guards here. Um, Anthony Simons is out. Scoot Henderson's out. And now Malcolm Brogdon's out. So Skylar Mays is kind of the last man standing at the point guard spot. So um, he really shouldn't be available in any leagues. He's he's a must use in like DFS. Um, you know, we'll get into ads, but he's, you know, like probably number one. Um, just because Skylar Mays, this is a crazy name. It sounds like somebody in like a varsity jacket who's like <laughs> top of their class at Yale or something. So Skylar Mays. Yeah, I don't disagree. So, um, yeah, I'm, you know, I'm a... sure he was top of his class. Where, where he went? Where did I say he went to school? Oh, I can't remember where he went to school. I can't either. But what I can remember is how good he played last year down the stretch. He was kind of a silly season guy. Um, played really well when Portland was, you know, shutting everybody down. They shut down Dame Lillard and they were tanking and all that stuff. So, uh, yeah, he's a guy. He's definitely must own, must use in DFS, all that stuff. You know, we'll LSU. get an update. Went to nice. LSU. I'll never forget it. Nice. We'll get an update on uh, Malcolm Brogdon, but until we, you know, see or hear anything from him. It's all systems go for Mays. Um, another guy we've talked about, Joshua Primo. Um, he got his deal converted from two-way to a standard contract with the Clippers. Um, he's another one of these guys, you know, shady, checkered past, who is somehow being rewarded. I mean, he's got talent as a basketball player, and obviously, you know, it's certain weird. people value that talent. But I feel like a, there's so many other options. <laughs> Yeah, and that team too, the Clippers. I mean, they have enough drama already on that roster, but I guess they felt like they might as well go all in. And speaking of the Clippers, uh, Daniel Tice, he was waived by the Indiana Pacers, but is expected to sign with the Clippers. He's going to take over the role of uh, Mason Plumlee, who's currently injured. We talked all about that. Um, So that gives them kind of a backup big man that they can use behind Zubats. Um, And kind of another, like, just – dirty work kind of guy, you know, facilitator, you know, offensively, just kind of move the ball around, you know, so it's a good pickup. I think it's a good move. Um, And then as far as ads and drops go, I have a ton of guys right now that I just kind of wanted to spotlight as, as potential ads. Um, Besides Mays, another guy I wanted to mention is Jacob Gilliard on the Memphis Grizzlies. You know, we mentioned that Marcus Smart right now is day to day. We don't know, the severity of his injury right now. I believe he's got a sprained ankle, um, but we're still waiting on an update on that. So I think Gilliard is, uh, if you have smart, I think Gilliard is a guy you can pick up as a precaution and just kind of wait and see what happens with that situation. Um, A couple guys that we've talked all about, and we mentioned them as recent drops, uh, but Robert Covington and Jonathan Isaac. Um, I'll start first with Covington. We've talked all about these guys. I, I love both of these guys, especially in nine cat. Um, they're great two way players. They do so much defensively, um, but they have so much potential to score rebound um, hit threes. I mean, they just kind of, they both, they're very similar players. They play all over the front line, the front court. Um, they've got a lot of versatility in their game. Um, Covington right now, you know, with this whole injury to Ubre. And we mentioned Batum is day to day. They're running out of options. They've been starting Covington at the four, and he's looked pretty good. He's had a couple games now. Um, you know, he's had ups ups and downs offensively, but defensively the numbers are pretty consistent. I think the rebounding's pretty solid. 
And um, yeah, I just love his game. I think as long as he's in the lineup, he's a guy that you can definitely roster and definitely just hold on to until we get some updates until we see some of these other guys that we've mentioned that they have start to get more minutes and, and more touches and things to that nature. And then Isaac, um, it's very, very frustrating the, the low amount of minutes that he's getting off the bench. Um, they're paying him a lot of money. They're paying him to be like a franchise guy, and yet they're just babying him so much. But if you look at him, if you watch him play, and if you look at his box scores and stuff, he is very, very active. And even playing like 13, 14, 15 minutes a game, he's still getting multiple blocks, steals. Um, you know, he can score a little bit. So um, he just has so much potential. And if they decide to give him more minutes or if somebody else on that team goes down with an injury, he just has so much upside. Um, right now I'm, I'm rostering him and I just am holding on to him and holding out hope that his role is going to expand or something's going to happen. Maybe one of these other teams will trade for him. You know, you and I were talking off air about like a team like Miami, maybe trading for a guy like him. How awesome would that be? Get a guy who's really, really good and still kind of young. Somebody that like a team could potentially build around a little bit and utilize for the long haul. So it makes a ton of sense. I just think all that upside, I think Isaac's a rosterable player. Um, Denny Avdia, we've mentioned him before. He's played really, really well this season. His minutes have been kind of inconsistent, but a lot of that's because we've mentioned the Wizards suck. They, you know, continue to lose by a lot. Yeah. However, um, I, one of my guys actually on my list who I've been paying attention to very closely I've mentioned him too a little bit as a sleeper. Um, I don't think I listed him though, but Koulibaly. Yeah. Um, in Washington. You, you mentioned him right before the season. Yeah. He's looked really good. Um, maybe not completely looking at the box scores, like you mentioned with some other people, but doing the defensive things, um, doing kind of like leadership type stuff. Yeah. A, a young guy um, in Washington that Washington desperately needs. Um, and doing stuff that's going to keep him on the floor, get him more minutes, probably, you know, right now he's, I don't know if he's technically right. He's not a pickup right now, but he's one mm -hmm. to watch for sure. I mean, he's definitely somebody you could stream okay. and um, yeah, man, the, the more that they lose, you know, and especially the way that like Jordan Poole, he's really struggled oh, this yeah. year in that like alpha role. And I think they're starting to realize, you know, like, Hey, this is kind of why, you know, other players on his team were getting frustrated and, and why they were getting frustrated with him and why they ultimately, why the Warriors decided to let him go and, and not keep him. So, yeah. Um, yeah, maybe at some point they decide to make a change to their lineup and then they give some of these other guys more minutes. That's going to lead to more numbers and more opportunities and fantasies. So I think they're definitely streamable at the very least, but definitely somebody that you could pick up, you know, and just kind of hang on to a little bit and just kind of monitor that situation. So a um, couple guys on Miami, you know, we mentioned that um, Caleb Martin's coming back, but in the meantime, uh, Haywood Highsmith has been really, really good. And our guy, Duncan Robinson, has played really well lately. So I think those two guys have been definitely streamable and depending on what kind of role Martin has and, you know, if any other injuries occur or anything like that, those two guys could both continue to have um, 
a lot of value. So, um, and I'll that, still drive home the point of Jaime Hawkins. He's still available too for us. Yeah, and he's another one. He's another one. He's looked really well. Um, you know, when they've used him in the lineup, he's doing a lot of things on both ends of the floor. Um, they're just their their roster is just God, they they need to make a move. They need to figure something out. They're just yep. throwing bodies out there. Um, it's yeah. frustrating, but you know we'll just have to kind of see what happens. Uh, Cam Reddish, he's looked really good for the Lakers. Um, he's not only in the rotation, he's in the starting lineup. They have um, decided to bring Emo Austin, Austin Reeves, off the bench, and they've been starting Cam Reddish in the backcourt at shooting guard, which is awesome because in Yahoo, he's a forward. He's He's got small forward and power forward eligibility. He's probably going to get shooting guard eligibility as well. So that's just you know a ton of versatility there, and you got to love that. Um, and then I, I kind of reluctantly want to mention Jordan Clarkson. He's been not playing real well, but he's getting steady minutes. He's been in the starting lineup. You know, we've talked about Utah's injuries. Um, Walker Kessler, um, their guard situation has just been a total mess. Um, but a lot of them have kind of been up and down. Clarkson's been pretty consistent, though, in terms of his role. He's getting good, you know, scoring numbers. He's getting threes and stuff like that. He's more of a points league kind of guy. He's not real great for nine cat. He doesn't do very much defensively. He's not the most efficient, but if you need points and you need threes, he's definitely a guy that you can at least stream. Um, And he's been really good lately. The last couple games has been getting a ton of minutes. He's been having to score a lot more. Um, They've just had a lot of guys in and out of the lineup. And so if you have him, you know, right now he's kind of looking like a low end hold, uh, but I still don't trust that team. I don't know that they know what direction they want to go in. Um, they've been really struggling. We talked about how they miss Kessler. He started off the season not playing very well. His minutes have been, you know, pretty low compared to the expectations. We talked all about that and now he's out now he's injured and, and they miss him. So, um, you know, use those guys, you know, um, carefully and just, you know, be, be mindful that changes could be made at any point to that team. Yeah. I was going to say, I got a few more guys too. I wanted to bring go for it real quick. Um, obviously we, I mean, we talked about golden state a few times, um, today, um, you, one of your guys, one of your sleeper guys earlier in the year was Jonathan Kaminga. Um, I talked about this being a good spot for, you know, Andrew Wiggins to yeah. step up and finally turn the corner. This could also be a nice window opportunity for Jonathan Kaminga to show what he can do, um, earn some, you know, more minutes in their rotation as well. Um, definitely could be streamable, probably not right now, but take a look, you know, just here in the, the next coming days. You know, it's yeah. worth worth a flyer if you need something. Absolutely. Um, it's a great another guy. Another guy, Josh Hart. Um, he's, yes, he's weirdly enough, enough. I'm looking right now. He's been dropped by 1900 teams on Yahoo here in the last, what is this? 24 hours or whatever this, yeah, today. Um, I don't really understand that. <laughs> um, I feel like when the, this, I don't have any stats or anything to back this up, but when the Knicks are rolling, it's because Julius Randall is rolling. And when Julius Randall is rolling, that means guys like Brunson, and Josh Hart are rolling around him as well. Yeah. Um, so 
you see right now, the Knicks are on fire right now. I think they've won what five of their last six or something like that. Let me see. Yeah. And RJ Barrett, RJ Barrett's been awesome this year. He's, he's another, um, you know, candidate for most improved, but right now we mentioned he's on the day-to-day list. I think he's dealing with like migraines. And so that's allowed Hart to get into the starting lineup and play some more minutes. And he's looked really good. So that's a great point. He's another one um, definitely should at least be owned until we get an update on Barrett. Um, and then also Quentin Grimes uh, just today, um, uh, yesterday, I think yesterday's game. So what's today, Thursday, Wednesday's game on the 15th uh, exited with the bruise hand. I don't know how serious that is, but um, that leaves, you know, spots for guys like what Emmanuel quickly. Um, possibly to take his spot. You'll have to see what happens there. But um, these are just, you know, speculative <laughs> things I'm thinking off the top of my head of, of guys that could be possible pickups, Absolutely. Um, streams. Um, and what was the last one? I thought I had one more. I actually, no, this, this is a weird one. I wanted to get your take on this one because I, sure. as I read, so I have, I have, I know you like Derek Lively. We talked about him before yeah. drafts and stuff. Yep. I actually have him on my team. I think mm-hmm. he's great. Now I have him on a team of, too. Okay. See, I've I've heard lots of things. I've read lots of things where people I, I drop him. He's not worth holding right now. I think he's a complete hold. But I know he's in, he goes every other game where it's like, oh, yeah. stud, not a stud, stud. I think he's going to get it together though. I just it's a typical Dallas Maverick center situation where they oh, yeah. just continue to have inconsistency at that position. I just feel like ever since Tyson Chandler. They just haven't been able to find that guy that they can commit to. And the question we, is, is he, is, are they not being used in the game plan enough? Cause it's all Luca, right? Everything's around Luca. I think I'm that's just, just it. Yeah. I think that's just it. And we talked all about lively in the off season. I mean, he's a, a pick and roll kind of guy. He's a rim running kind of guy. He's not somebody that like, you're going to be using high post and he's not going to be shooting a lot of, you know, perimeter shots. He's just going to be getting to the rim. So Reminds me a lot of like Rudy Gobert, but the thing about Gobert throughout his entire career, he's been very, very consistent in his role. You know, he can get 12, 14, 16 points a game consistently. And that's where it's got to be with Lively. He's got to have that role consistent in the offense. You know, they have to look for him, but he's got to also make himself available. So it's twofold, Um, you know, and, and he's young. He's real young. This is his first year. It's going to be, you know, there's going to be a learning curve there. So, uh, but yeah, I agree with you. I think he's definitely worth owning. He's definitely worth staying patient with. And we saw this last year with our boy Kessler. Yep. Reminds me very, very much of that situation. But once he got comfortable and they kind of unleashed him and gave him the confidence. And another thing is foul trouble. These young guys, you know, they sometimes have a tendency to get into foul trouble and that obviously takes them out of the game. So um, this is all stuff that he's going to continue to get better and better at as he keeps going. So um, just stay patient. Uh, they're going to need him. We talked all about how he's a perfect fit for them and for that system. And we also talked about this. They've started off pretty strong, you know, in terms of oh, win yeah. loss. Um, he's fitting in and their system's working. So um, if everybody stays healthy, mm-hmm. you know, I think everybody's just going to get better. They're going to get more and more acclimated and comfortable with one another. And I think it's going to keep working. It's going to work in real life and it's going to work in fantasy. What system? I am <laughs> a system. <laughs> ah, nice. Had to throw that in there. Yeah, for Anyways. sure. I've got, two, I've yeah, got go two guys here 
who could be ads or could be drops. And it depends on a lot of different things. The first one I'm going to throw out there is Al Horford. (laughs) This guy was looking like an absolute drop. He wasn't playing. He wasn't getting any minutes. He was barely playing off the bench. You know, he's gone from being a starter and having a key role with the Celtics to now being a reserve and playing like maybe 15 minutes here and there, sitting a ton, tons of load management. And we knew this was going to happen. We kind of called it. He's an older player. But right now, we mentioned Porzingis, he's day-to-day right now. And obviously, Robert Williams, Time Lord, he's gone. They traded him, and obviously, he's out for the season. So they're running out of bodies. And Horford now, currently, is in the starting lineup as long as Porzingis is out. I think Horford kind of becomes an ad. But obviously, we got to kind of wait and see here. You know, if Porzingis is going to miss more time, I think Horford's pretty much a must-play, you know. DFS adding, you know, season long, but I, man, I still think Horford, um, I agree with you. I think he is in it, but I also think I, I don't know. I don't know what they're him. doing. I don't know. Cause he's so good. Defense. We saw him the other day. It was Wednesday playing the, the Sixers and he basically kind of sh- shut down, if you will, uh, and beat a little bit. I think Embiid only had like yeah. 20 points in that game. Granted he was, and it's personal between decision. those two. They used to be yeah. teammates and, yeah. um, you know, it didn't work out, you know, it just wasn't a good fit between the two of them. Yeah. I mean, and we don't know how help completely hundred percent healthy Embiid is. So maybe there's a little yeah. bit there too, but point. Uh, all I know is defensively, Al Horford is amazing. And I think there's lots of matchups that you could use him for um, and use Porzingis less just going forward, whether or not they're, you know, not healthier or they are. Yeah. Um, So I think it's both there. In terms of fantasy, he has so much upside because of that defense, because of his ability to block shots and stretch the floor, hit threes. You know, he's got a very nine cat friendly game specifically. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, he he's, leads rebounds off the benches, uh, off the bench. He, he, yeah. he does, he does so many things. I love Al Horford. I just, I wish he, yeah, I wish he could get some more consistent minutes, but it's, I know it's yeah, not his Yeah, it's fault, all right? going to depend on availability of other players. So yeah. just a guy to kind of monitor, monitor the team's injury list and, and injury report and just kind of go from there. I'm going to say the same thing about Eric Gordon with the yep. Suns, And again, we've talked all about it. You know, if Booker Durant and Beal are all healthy and all playing together, Gordon probably doesn't have any fancy value. He's probably a drop. Um, you can say the same thing about Grayson Allen, but if those guys are out of the lineup and it does sound like Beal's going to miss more time, sounds like he's going to miss tomorrow's game, uh, Friday, the 17th. So again, these guys now at the very least they're streamers and they might be mm-hmm. holds depending on the severity of Beal's back. And if Booker has any setbacks, and we know Durant's not getting any younger. So, you know, we've been talking nonstop about this team. They made the commitment to this big three, you know, but they said, we're going to be top heavy. We've got to get the right guys around them. But if they don't have that big three, I don't see how it's going to work in terms of real life. And in terms of fantasy, these other guys are just going to have to keep filling in. So. I can't stress enough to how much you keep mentioning all the day to days and the people that are injured and coming in and coming out and blah, 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 man, you got IL plus spots. You got IL spots. Use the heck out of those things. I mean, I, there've been so many people this year that my roster is basically, you know, 
you know, an extra five spots and I just keep rotating people yeah. in and out of that spot. And yeah. you're not, you're not losing a transaction. It's not a pickup. It's not a drop, right? You're just moving exactly. in and out. And if you got somebody that comes off YL and you got a full roster, just leave them there. If they're not that important, right? <laughs> just wait another day. Sometimes you can do that. But. Yeah. And it's just another chance to stress the importance of being in fantasy leagues, season long leagues where you don't have restrictions, you know, to where you can continue to, to keep going and keep this battling because, you know, at some point, if you look at your team and you're just seeing all these red marks, you know, these O's and these GTDs and it, it gets frustrating, like mentally, um, sure. you know, and a lot of times it can lead to people just kind of throwing their arms up and being like, what else can I do? You know, uh, this is why I don't want to play and stuff like that. And, and you don't want to see that. We talked all about that. Our fantasy one-on-one episode, we went in great detail at great length about, you know, how you want to avoid that situation as much as possible. And if you have a lot of injuries, you want to be able to, to have the ability to keep going and keep pushing forward and competing the best way that you can. So, um, yeah, be, you know, just another reminder to be in leagues where you, you have less restrictions and more flexibility and ability to keep going and keep, you know, making moves and doing what you got to do to put bodies on your roster and keep going. Nope. And, you know, just wanted to mention one more time, Dylan Brooks, um, looks like a drop now, you know, kind of came back to life. Um, just as we said, you know, we knew that we knew the shooting wasn't going to last and, you know, with that team and, you know, they're incorporating more and more of their younger guys, um, and older guys, you know, we mentioned uncle Jeff, Jeff green, he's been awesome. You know, they're going to keep using all these guys. So, um, yeah, I, we knew that Dylan Brooks wasn't going to keep shooting 60% or whatever it was. And we knew that like he was going to come back to earth a little bit. So, um, he looks now more like a drop than an ad. Yeah. I was going to say one other person I'll add, not a drop, but I think a sell high, um, is Lou Dort. I know he's been up really high. He's been putting up numbers, been doing a yeah. good job. But I think you get a, a guy that's doing ex extraordinary things on a team that's loaded with talent. I think it's really hard to – it's like a Dylan Brooks situation, actually, to me, in yeah. my mind, because there's so many people in Houston doing things, and there's so many people in OKC that you can use to do things. And I think you just – it kind of runs its course. So I think – Yeah, and a, another thing, too, is we've talked about how they don't have a lot of depth right now off their bench, but eventually, like, a lot of these guys are going to come back and start playing more and more minutes. I think they're going to kind of ease up on some of these um, starters. You know, we, mm -hmm. we, we mentioned Holmgren last week. Shea, we mentioned, he's been fantastic. Yep. I think he's number one right now, if I'm not mistaken. I think um, he did. Last he did time we talked one, yeah. about him, he was like number 10. And, you know, you were talking about like, oh, is he going to maybe, is this where he's going to be or is he going to get better? And yep. I said, you know, I, I, he's had some great mm -hmm. games. He's had some down games. Ever since we had that conversation, you, he's you just said, been... shut your mouth. That's <laughs> what you told me. <laughs> I didn't say it like that. No, <laughs> but I said like, there's more, there's another gear that he can get to much like he did last year. Oh yeah. And he's at that. He's, he's turned that gear. He's made that switch. So, um, but on the flip side to that, I'm concerned that they're maybe overdoing it in terms of like the minutes for not only Shea and for Holmgren, who's had his own injury issues. You know, mm -hmm. both of those guys have, but like you mentioned, Dort too. Dort's been yeah. getting a ton of minutes. You know, I don't want to see them run these guys into the ground. And I think that they're smart enough to realize that as well. 
I think they're going to start incorporating more of their bench players. They've got a lot of young guys. We talked all about their draft picks that they've had so far and that they still have to come. Um, I think they could make some more trades too. So, um, you know, a guy like Jonathan Isaac, he's another guy that would fit in perfectly with that team. So, and they could afford him, you know, they've got the, the roster flexibility to bring on a contract like that. So again, that's all the more reason that like, if these guys have upside, but they're just not getting minutes, still keep them, you know, at the very least, keep them on a watch list or something and be ready to pounce for if, and when that opportunity comes, if one of these guys gets traded or gets put into a better situation where they're getting more minutes because of an injury or somebody going down or whatever. Um, that's why you have to stay on top of things and keep listening to us here at menace podman. We'll keep you up to date, but, uh, yeah, man, it's a, it's a, it's a grind, you know, fantasy basketball. It's not easy. It's a commitment. And once it starts, it's a lot of hard work, but it's fun. It's worth it. And it's a good time. I love talking about it. Yeah. Each and every week. And then hopefully you try to get out there, win your league, and you can uh, champagne, have some champagne, <laughs> and celebrate your. Uh, Shout out to him league. too. He got a start the other night for the Spurs. There you go. There you go. Looked pretty good. Yeah. Well, I think we've <laughs> gone over a lot of time as we try to do. We try to keep it within an hour. We went a little over here today, but we just had too a lot much to talk about. Too much. There's always a lot to talk about. I, yeah, I say too much. There's not too much. There's never enough to talk about with the NBA. Um, well said. But yeah, um, I think. Time to go, Maryland. I think we'll wrap this thing up. Uh, hopefully, you enjoyed this uh, this week's episode of Menace Podman. Of course, you can find us on Twitter, X, um, at Menace Podman. Um, again, apologize for the day late on this one. Had to make you wait till Friday. Um, but hopefully, you enjoy it as as always and then you'll have a short wait until the next episode here on thanksgiving week and that one i assure you will be out early because i will not be doing editing or uh, publishing on thanksgiving day so, <laughs> <laughs> you know, that one will be out on wednesday so I'm looking forward to that. But, uh, until then uh like i said hope you enjoyed we enjoy the support and appreciate it and we will talk to you again next week thanks scott thank you Hey, this is Steve from Menace Podman. Scott and I have been having a blast creating our podcast. I can't tell you how much we look forward to recording days and providing amazing NBA content to our listeners every week. It's hard work, but with the right software, it's a lot easier. We use Podcastle to seamlessly edit and create production quality sounding podcasts. Podcastle is now equipped to record audio and video and distribute to all the places podcasts are found. You can find a link directly in the show notes to Podcastle. So if you're a podcaster or future podcaster, go check out Podcastle. And Miss Parliament.